Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. It's been a crazy week, a ton going on, trying to, to get out as much content as possible. Uh, this, this stretch is obviously insane due to the, this rescheduling from the Mountain West after, you know, the COVID pauses. It's, it's good that they were able to make this work with very little flexibility in the schedule, but it's definitely been a, a gauntlet for this team. And it gets even tougher on Sunday with the trip to Boise State. Fortunately for the Rams, both teams will be playing on short rest. So at least, you know, they don't have that working against them. Boise State did get to play at home, though. So at least they don't have to travel. I mean, it's little things. They also played later. So, you know, it'll kind of even out. Before we talk about Sunday's matchup, I do want to talk about Friday night's game against Fresno State, though. Obviously, a big win for the Rams. Just rewatched it. 65-50, to really convincing. Uh, a little bit of a slow start offensively for CSU. That's kind of to be expected against this really talented Fresno State team. If, if you're a DNVR member, you'll see in, in my post-game articles I mentioned, you know, Fresno State en- entered the matchup with the fourth best scoring defense in the country at 56 points allowed per game. So they definitely make their identity on defense. And obviously, Orlando Robinson is phenomenal. You know, he's kind of viewed as as the best NBA prospect. I mean, he's a seven-footer that can score from all over the floor. It's understandable. But I, I thought Robinson versus Roddy, especially in that first half, was really exciting. And then, you know, the Rams got really a tremendous performance from Isaiah Stevens to, to close it out. Uh, James Morris was great. We'll talk about all of it. Before we really get into that, though, Something to keep in mind for our homeowners. With prices going up, it's creating natural equity in your home. If you have mortgage insurance, chances are you can refinance out of that and make the bubble work for you. Chevalier Mortgage's ultimate goal is to take the stress out of buying and refinancing. They strive to give their borrowers options with their full financial picture in mind, with the highest level of integrity, always putting their borrowers first. If you're in the buyer's market, you know how stressful trying to buy a house is right now. I mean, especially in Colorado. It's it's just absurd. So let Mike and Virginia Chevalier take the burden off this extremely frustrating process. They're just going to alleviate so much of that stress, take some of the worry and the burden off of your plate. They have a fun perk for DNVR listeners. If you go to dnvrmortgage.com, you can enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat. Most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. You can also call Mike directly at 970 412 2472. That's 970-412-2472. Tell them Justin from DNVR Rams sent you. Or again, go to dnvrmortgage.com. 
Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Cool, 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 cool. So let's just jump right on into things here. Uh, first things first, I would I would say that I think what was most impressive in this game was was the fact that you know CSU was able to hold Fresno State to 50 points. They're not the most potent team offensively. You know, a lot of it kind of depends on on Hill and Robinson, but they are a very, very talented team. They definitely dictate the pace on most nights, and, and they kind of just do what they do offensively and then rely on their stout defense to take you out of their game. It's it's very San Diego State-esque, which makes sense, you know, given, you know, Justin Hudson's background and, and all the time he spent at San Diego State, you know, under Dutcher. Um, you know, or, Orlando Robinson, he did have 16 points in the first half, and kind of was able to score, you know, from wherever he wanted to. One, he's just a really talented player. I mean, that dude hitting threes, it's, it's kind of like Roddy, and, and we'll talk about him here in, in just a second. But I, I really feel like CSU did a great job of adjusting in that second half and, and giving him different looks. I thought the Rams as a team just collectively did a better job at at defending him, at keeping him off the the offensive glass. Uh, that was probably the the biggest thing you could nitpick in this game was CSU kind of got dominated 12-2 in terms of offensive rebounds. That's what Fresno State does. I mean, you get, you got to rebound a little bit better than that. And again, you know, they they definitely did better in the second half. Uh, this this team just continues to be a second half team in general. But with the way that CSU was defending, as soon as they started limiting some of those second chance opportunities from Fresno State, they were just kind of able to pull away. And I felt like the Rams p- played with more pace down the stretch in that second half. I mean, they scored 40 points over the final 20 minutes against a team that typically allows 56 points on average. I, I would say that second half of action was as impressive as as any half of basketball that CSU has played this season. And there's a couple of different examples you could point to, you know, like Creighton or really, I mean, a couple of those those performances in the Paradise Jam in general. Oral Roberts was obviously really impressive, but defensively they they just don't present the same type of challenge that this team does. And, and you know, same with Northern Colorado. That was obviously an offensive shootout. But I think with considering the the circumstances and and the implication of this game and how much it mattered, the fact that the Rams were able to to really just lock down, you know, in front of the the sold out crowd and and execute at such an elite level on both sides of the ball really really is a positive sign. I mean, obviously this stretch doesn't get any easier with Boise State. And then even after that, I mean, going to the pit and going to UNLV is going to be tough. UNLV took Boise State to the wire on Friday night. You know, like Bryce Hamilton lit him up for 30 plus, just like he's doing to everyone. So this conference just continues to be absolutely insane, really competitive top to bottom. I mean, even some of the teams that are in the six, seven, eight range are are capable of, of taking you down on any given night. And we've seen that happen with, you know, Air Force, you know, kind of beat UNLV pretty handily. And then UNLV, you know, kicked the crap out of CSU, almost beat Boise State. Utah State got beaten by some of the top teams, but then they beat San Diego State by top digit or by double digits, excuse me. It, it, it's just so wonky right now, but it's a whole lot of fun too. Um, kind of getting back on track. I was just really impressed with the composure that CSU played with, especially in that second half. You know, I don't think they played poorly necessarily in the first half. I think that Fresno State was just kind of more in control of the flow of the game. But as soon as the Rams were were able to to kind of 
take control there. They, they, they just pulled away and they outscored Fresno State 40 to 22. I mean, what a, what a half a basketball, just complete dominance on, on both ends of the floor. And I just, I love to, to see what I've, what I've seen out of this group, these last couple of games, you know, especially with the, with the lights being brightest and the stage, you know, being biggest, we're just seeing these guys step up consistently and the Rams, you know, they're obviously getting great play out of, out of Roddy and Stevens. And I'll talk about, you know, Roddy really having a case to be an all American here shortly, but you know, I, I really love what John Tanjay's brought to the starting lineup. He had 10 points, four of eight from the floor in this one, three rebounds and an assist and 31 minutes. Obviously he, he adds an explosive component offensively that I think this team desperately has, has lacked at moments, especially early in games and his ability to, to stretch the floor and his ability to, to hit shots and, and get to the hoop. I mean, it's just so valuable for this starting five, but where he's really, really stood out to me, at least, is is on the defensive end. I mean, he's like most of these guys has improved steadily over his career, but he's at the point where he's like a legitimately really talented defender can make an impact for you and and guard the opposing team's best players. And he's versatile. You know, we've seen him on guards. We've seen him matched up against fours and fives at times, and he's been able to hold his own. And in either of those scenarios, it's just. It's very impressive how well John Tanjay is playing, especially considering he's playing injured. You know, like he he is just, he's tough as hell. You got to give him credit for that. But you've also got to give James Moores a ton of credit because he's always been a good defender. He's a great defender now. Maybe, you know, one of the best defenders on the team. You know, 10 points, or excuse me, 11 points in this one, five of five from the floor. Did miss a couple of free throws. You'd like to see him knock those down when he gets the opportunity, but... You know, it, it's pretty much a 50-50 effort right now between him and Deshaun Thomas, and I just think that's good. Like, both of these guys bring different skill sets to the table, but as I've said repeatedly, CSU is going to need them both. I, I do think CSU desperately needs Deshaun Thomas, especially offensively, because he just opens things up. He's so confident with the ball in his hands at the top of the key. It looks natural. I will say that's the one thing with James Morris. He's not... When, when he gets the ball at the top of the key, if he doesn't have somebody there to kind of immediately pass it off to. You can kind of see the panic every now and then, but that's okay. He's a big guy. And, and I do think that we're seeing less and less of that. I think he's kind of just getting more sure of himself out there. And that makes sense. I mean, it's really hard to go and, and make an impact in the flow of the game as a bench guy, you know, as, as a starter, you get a ton of shots. If, if you, you know, miss one or two shots as, as a bench guy, that might be all that you get, you know? So it's, it's a completely different role where I really love him is, is in the pick and roll with David Roddy because it just opens up so many possibilities for these guys. He can, you know, roll to the hoop and, and Roddy can dump it off to him for an easy layup or potentially draw some contact from the defenders down low. Roddy can pull up and hit a shot because Morris is, he just has that huge frame and he can create space and Roddy's agile and can create space for himself as well. So it's just kind of a a perfect match, especially with how talented of a ball handler and passer that David Roddy is, or I mean, Isaiah Stevens, we've seen him do it with Moores as well. And just the little rapport with those two, I think has been a really nice development. And I had a couple of people tweet that at, at me. Uh, so shout out to the CSU fans for, for being astute hoops followers. I, I always love that. I think what's most significant to me though, about this team and just about these last couple of games is it's just the fact that it seems like CSU is is really coming together at the perfect time. And that's, you know, down the stretch here as we get into the postseason. I think oftentimes you can see teams peak 
you know, a little bit too early in the year. They get a little too full of themselves. The Rams, they've kind of had to ride it out. They've had to, to face some adversity. And, and kind of bear with me for a sec, because this is a total talk radio segment, like the type of thing you would hear on a Colin Coward segment or, or something like that. But, you know, I, with the Super Bowl coming up, I've just been thinking about teams and, and kind of being battle tested and, and whether I buy how much I buy into that. And, and I don't know, you know, I, I do think there is something to it. Like, obviously, you would prefer to go undefeated, but there's a pressure that comes with that. And, and additionally, I do think it's good to get challenged at, at certain points in the season and see how you can respond because, you know, you're going to have have rough stretches in, in postseason and, and single late, a single elimination opportunities. Like you've got to be able to, to step up in those scenarios. And I don't know. I just think teams can learn about themselves. And I, you know, I watching as much football as I have, I've, I've been thinking to myself, like, are the Bengals actually the best team in the AFC or are they just the toughest team in the AFC? And they have a lot of talent, but really, you know, it's, it's kind of that, attitude that they play with the, the swagger and the chip on their shoulder you know they, they've been through it they've had low moments nobody believed in them you know it's a small team from from cincinnati small market hasn't won a playoff game since i think it was 91 you know they come in they barely beat the raiders they barely beat the titans they're losing big to the titans or to the chiefs and they pull that one out and they just have this insane confidence in themselves because they've been down and, and they've been able to find a way to win. They've been through rough stretches. They had, you know, a, a multi-game losing streak and they responded from it. And in the end, I think they were a tougher, more prepared team for it. And I just think that there are times, especially in the playoffs, where that benefits you more than being the team that, you know, didn't have to, to face any troubles throughout the entire season. And then all of a sudden, in the biggest stage, you know, you're down double digits or something. And they crumble, you know, they crumble. This CSU team, they faced adversity. They've come back from double digits multiple times. They got their ass kicked by San Diego State, had everybody stop believing in them. Even more so after they got blown out by UNLV and lost a heartbreaker at Wyoming. And how have they responded since? By winning three straight. You know, I, I just think there's something to be said when your team is mature and talented about learning how to respond through that tough moment and the, the sense of confidence that it gives you once you're able to. Like, I, I understand that it's going to be a tough road to potentially, you know, pull out a conference championship just with the, the advantage Boise State has. They've got a lot more home games to close out the season. And Wyoming has the benefit of having head-to-head -head victories over both CSU and Boise State already. Although, you know, obviously the Rams will, will get their chance to, to split the season series here shortly. I'm just telling you, I, I know these guys and they know what it's like to be the team that gets snubbed from the NCAA tournament. They know what it's like to be watching Selection Sunday and have your fucking heart ripped out of your chest. So after experiencing that tough little skid in the regular season, I just feel like these guys are like, not again. Not again. We're not going to let this happen again. And it, it gives me the confidence that they're going to take care of business. And obviously... Like I've said repeatedly, this schedule is it's tough. You know, they, they probably aren't going to go undefeated from here on out. They might, but it, it's going to be tough. But I do think that this group got what they needed out of losing those couple of games, out of, you know, getting punched in the teeth and responding, 
getting back in a rhythm and, and then getting knocked back down again and, and having to, to get up once again, I think they took out of that what they needed to ultimately be a contender down the stretch. We'll see. You know, maybe that's me convincing myself of this. But it's just what my gut says. You know, I've been around this team a lot over the last couple of years. I know them well. I, I follow the Mountain West intensely. I know these other teams. I know the matchups are going to be difficult, but I just feel good. I feel good going into this Boise State game, and I feel good about the final stretch. I really do. And it's, it's such an odd feeling, a feeling that I don't get to have very frequently as a CSU guy. So I'm just really excited to see how CSU responds on Sunday against this insanely talented Boise State team and in a big-time environment. Not sure what to expect crowd-wise. I would imagine that the Boise State fans would be up for it, but they don't seem to have the same student interest and engagement in basketball that you know CSU, San Diego State, Utah State, some of these New Mexico, some of these other programs are, are having. All right, I want to talk about David Roddy and his case to be an All-American. But first, I want to tell you about our next partner and a product that I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because, you know, I just, I just don't have the time to meal prep and eat as well as I should. And I figured, you know, I, I don't want to take a bunch of pills and vitamins, but I do want to optimize my immune system. Been on it for a couple weeks and... I love it, you know? It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has a, a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things you want to focus on. Personally, I think it tastes best in a smoothie. You know, I'm a big smoothie guy. Throw it in there with some strawberries, some bananas, some juice, some yogurt. Get it going. Like, good for digestion. I feel like I have more energy at the gym. It's so simple. And the, the best thing to me is just the taste. You know, I, I hate when you have vitamins that are, you know, they taste all chalky and they leave like a nasty aftertaste in your mouth. Not, none of that. You don't have to deal with any of that when it comes to Athletic Greens. If you don't want to take my word for it, you know, there are 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by professional athletes. It's a climate-neutral certified company. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificial anything while still tasting good. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of your immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com rams. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash rams to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Well, you definitely want to make sure you are getting in shape, looking out after yourself. You know, it's, it's easy to get in a bad routine really quick. Life is all about balance. And with the Super Bowl coming up, you know, it's time to gorge a little bit. Treat yourself. If you've been to a DNVR Broncos tailgate, you've had sexy pizza 
and it's the bomb. It's the bomb.com. It is absolutely delicious. And to finish up the NFL season, we have a special discount offer for our fans. If you are going to a Super Bowl party, you need to bring something. Maybe you're hosting a Super Bowl party. How about two 16-inch pizzas from Sexy Pizza, which you can get for $29.99 when you order online using the promo code Sexy Super Bowl. So what is Sexy Pizza, you ask? Well, with 13 years in the Denver community, Sexy Pizza is as local as it gets. It's a hand-tossed deck oven pizza with made-from-scratch each morning dough. They've got a 12-inch, a 16-inch, an 18-inch. They are sure to have the right fit. And you can add on all the fixings with wings, salads, pasta, knots, dessert options. Don't forget about their vegan options, their delicious 12-inch gluten-free crust. You've got yourself a can't-miss hit. To order online and get a pair of 16-inch pizzas for $29.99, go to www.sexy.pizza. Use the promo code SEXYSUPERBOWL. This offer is only available Saturday and Sunday of Super Bowl weekend, so make sure you get in on this while you can. Additional toppings and vegan cheese can be added for an extra charge. Finally, I want to give you my DraftKings pick of the week. Obviously, we've got the Super Bowl coming up Sunday evening. The Rams hosting the Bengals, even though they are the road team in their own stadium. Kind of a weird little twist there. The Bengals are four-point underdogs, and I just did a whole long monologue about the Bengals and and being battle-tested and facing adversity. And you can make a similar argument for the Rams, but... I don't know. There's just something about the super team that is tougher to root for. You know, the Bengals, they're they're homegrown. It's a small market team. I love Joe Burrow. I love Jamar Chase. I'm rocking with them. And because of that, I like the Bengals to pull the upset. But with my DraftKings pick of the week, I'm going with the Bengals to cover the four-point spread. You can get that Cincinnati plus four at minus 105 on DraftKings Sportsbook. Lock it in. My DraftKings pick of the week. Well, all right, all right, all right. Let's move on and talk about a guy that we all love, Team DNVR athlete David Roddy, who he's on another level right now, guys. He's he's just tearing it up over these last four games. Obviously, he's been special all season, but when it comes to kind of cementing his case as as a front runner for for Mountain West Player of the Year, and right now I would say it's him, Graham Ek and Orlando Robinson that that best have cases, although you could probably make a decent case for Hunter Maldonado as well. But with the way that Roddy is playing right now, I, I think there's a legitimate argument that he's he shouldn't only be, you know, in the conversation for, for Mountain West Player of the Year. He's a lock for first-team all-conference. David Roddy should be an All-American. There aren't 15 players in the country, and I saw Sean Paul, who I highly recommend you follow on Twitter, you know, tweet about this. There aren't 15 players in the country that matter more to their team or impact winning on a night-to-night basis for them more than David Roddy. I mean, this guy does everything for CSU. And and obviously, I I, I hate saying it like that because I I love the depth of this team. This team is so talented. Isaiah Stevens is the best point guard that I've ever got to watch consistently at at the collegiate level. You guys know I'm, I'm a big Tanja guy. DT, Chandler Jacobs, Kendall, all these guys. This is a great team, but obviously, you know, Roddy is a very special talent. And right now, 19.3 points per game, 7.7 rebounds, 3.2 assists. He's taking charges. He's picking up blocks. He can run the offense in transition. He can take you and, and you know, beat you ISO on the block. He can kind of take you on the drive. He can pull up and, and hit a jumper in your face. 
I mean, there are just so few people that can do everything on the floor that he does. It's it's like LeBron James type impact for CSU. And I know that's I again, you know, probably a little bit of hyperbole, but when you're talking about a guy that's that big of an athlete, but that versatile and can do that many things, has that much skill, finesse, touch, but still the raw power and ability to just dominate you physically. That doesn't come around very often. And I know it's the Mountain West, but the Mountain West is one of the best conferences in college basketball this year. And that's not me being biased. That's the numbers prove it. Listen to these numbers for Roddy over the last four games. He's 37 to 60 from the floor, 62%. He's averaging 24 points per game, seven rebounds, three and a half assists. I mean, he's just doing it all. He's making highlight plays. He had a behind the back pass. He's dunking on people. He's shooting threes at a 50% clip. I mean, what more can you ask from this guy? He's just playing at an insane level. And and honestly, so is Isaiah Stevens. Like, his aggressiveness in that second half was just everything that the Rams needed. I mean, he his ability to play fast and then slow and, and cut on people and pull up and create an ISO and facilitate and defend and just be a leader, like... I don't, we're, we're so fortunate that we get to watch this team on, on a regular basis. I mean, we really are. Going to wrap up here just with a few thoughts on Boise State. Kind of a short turnaround, so I'm not going to go on and on on it because I don't think people are going to have a ton of time before the game. But, you know, they're, they're another really stout defensive team. They allow 59.2 points per game. That's seventh best in the country. They score about 68 points per game. That's 264th in the country. I wrote about this in, in my takeaways, but... 75 points is is kind of that threshold for CSU. When they hold their opponents under 75 points, they're basically always going to win because the Rams are almost always going to score that themselves. And it's just kind of worked out that way. I mean, they're they're 16 and 0 when their opponents score 74 or fewer points. They're 17 and 1 when their opponents score less than 80. So, I mean, that makes sense. Very rarely are you going to win when your opponent gives up 80. They're actually 2 and 2 in those scenarios um this isn't like the most lethal team that they're going up offensively um Kijab is really really talented he you know six foot seven 220 pounds averages 14.6.4 rebounds you've kind of got to limit him can't let him get a bunch of offensive rebounds uh, I really like Marcus Shaver I think he's probably their most dangerous guy on on the drive and then you know Emmanuel Acott 11 points, 3.2 rebounds, former top 50 recruit coming out of high school. This uh, this Boise State team is, is made up of a lot of transfers, but they play really hard together, and Leon Rice has got a great has done a great job of getting them to buy in defensively. I just think they're a little bit more complete than they were these last couple of years where they'd kind of really rely on like Justinian Jessup or, or Derek Alston to, to kind of bail them out and you know get a bunch of ISO buckets by themselves. But I do think that CSU is the more talented team, and I'm really intrigued by this matchup. I'm really looking forward to, to seeing how the Rams respond in this big spot. I mean, I, I really don't need to say it, but a road win here would, would be huge. You know, it, it would surpass Boise State in the conference standings. It would give CSU 20 wins on the year. It'd be the first time ever that CSU has won 20 games in three consecutive seasons. And that one's going to happen at some point, whether, you know, CSU wins on, on Sunday or not. But it will be cool to see the Rams, you know, make history on a big stage before the Super Bowl in a game that means a whole lot for the Mountain West standings. And I mean, if you win this one on the road, oh, that's just such a huge boost. 
because you've got Wyoming coming to town still. You've still got Boise State at home. I mean, you, you control your own fate at that point. We're close to it. I mean, they, they are going to need Wyoming to drop another game, but even if CSU doesn't win the Mountain West, which, you know, it, it would be really cool to see them pull it off. If you win, you know, 23 plus games and you finish second in the conference, one game behind Wyoming, and, you know, both of those teams would be locks for the tournament. So you just, you got to find a way to win some of these big games, you know, whether you win the conference or not, you can't afford bad losses and you've got to find a way to, to, you know, not get swept by Boise State and Wyoming. That's really kind of what it comes down to. And if you do that, you know, you're probably a lock for the tournament at this point. I think with everything that CSU's done there, I mean, they're being pretty comfortably forecasted as like an eight to a 10 seed. If they pick up a couple of these wins, it's going to be more like a six to an eight seed. And that's probably the highest I could see them getting as a six. But if they won out or something, then won the Mountain West tournament, maybe even like a five. But I don't know. I'm I'm pretty confident at this point. Really looking forward to Sunday's game. Obviously, a big test for the Rams. So we'll see what they can do on short rest. I mean, they're coming off of a, a masterful game in which they dominated Fresno State. Only three turnovers on offense. Uh, allowed too many offensive rebounds. That's really the, the only thing I would nitpick. So we'll see how they respond. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, looking forward to catching up with David Roddy again on the pod this week. Potentially Trey McBride as well. Um, that one might be the week after. We're, we're trying to iron that out. Also going to have Drew Goodman on the podcast. So tons of stuff coming up. Keep an eye out on all of that. Go back and listen to my interview with Nico Carvacho if you missed it. And we'll have tons of Boise State content post-game. All right, guys. Much love. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Don't eat too much. But if you do, it's okay. Don't feel too guilty. I only seem to write when the words, they don't come to me. I'm staring at this page, and I swear it stares back at me. And read between the lines, see the blank and all the happenings. It's been 35, and I ain't even wrote like half a thing. Rhymes that make sense, but more lines that didn't. I was walking with my headphones, heavy bumping pivots. Simplistic white pages, they dreaming we were famous. They say they like the cadence, mark the summers like cicadas. And features, those ain't favors. My mood rings an alligator. Spit like Vader with the saber, steady kicking it like Prater. Staring at white pages. It's habitual behavior, check the flavor, that's some sage advice But confidence, a great disguise, and certain lines are idolized Like yeah, I'm fine, and I don't mind, it's out of sight, it's out of mind And I've been dwelling on my past just to see what I can find Lost and found memories of places I designed And my imagination's different now, but I swear that